Welcome to Loving the Snow Life, the podcast where our snow resort obsessed mums talk everything snow. You'll learn stuff including ski school, is it worth it, how to get the best travel deals, what snow gear to buy, sustainability and much more. Some mums love the Kardashians, our mums love ski documentaries. Between them, they've skied 84 snow resorts and they've dragged us to plenty of them. We're not complaining, we love it. Over to you, Mums. Welcome to Top Tips for Purchasing Snow Gear. And today we're here with former Australian National Ski Team member and current aspiring big mountain skier, Tony Hodkinson, who lives and breathes the ski industry. And being the daughter of an Australian distributor, as well as working, have, having worked for three of Australia's largest ski shops, Tony has a wealth of knowledge on all things snow and is passionate about sharing the joy of skiing with others. She's a masters and we love that too. <laughs> Big mountain skier, love it. Welcome, Tony. Uh, we've also got Debbie here with us today and she's the co-owner of Snowbound, so we're live in their shop today. So if you hear the phone or you hear anything, it's because we're live, which is very exciting for us because it's an amazing shop in Chatswood. So and her and her husband, David, are the co-owners and they've had 17 years' experience in the retail ski industry yeah they know a thing or two yeah so so today (laughs) talking yeah definitely (laughs) so emma and i know a little bit about kind of the people that we talk to um that want ski gear but we know there's a lot of people out there that have different opinions and various advice gets thrown around within the snow industry so we've come to the shop today to find out kind of what the consumer wants and what's best for them when they're trying to purchase something in the shop. So, um, and we were talking about an Australian ski today, obviously, because we're in Australia. <laughs> so, um, so the, I guess our first question is the beginner needs help with everything, but, um, a lot of, there's a lot of intermediate and advanced skiers out there. How do you stop them getting overwhelmed with choice within a shop? Like, where would you point? let's say, an intermediate skier, Tony? I find a lot of the time actually the intermediates and the experts tend to be a little bit too tunnel vision when they come into a shop. Yeah. So they'll come in and they'll have, like, in their mind exactly what they're looking for and they find it hard to then uh, be open to to other options. Yeah. You find that a lot. They're, they're really interested in, like, one particular brand, um, whereas – we, yeah, go. I like to sell not specific to one brand and more sell on like features and, and, um, you know, like the value that the jacket or whatever you're buying is going to bring to like the specific user. Yeah. The late, the, kind of the latest technology because everything's yeah, exactly. changing, isn't it? And yeah. every brand has something new every, do they come out with something yeah. new every year yeah. or is it just a marketing? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's generally, That's tough. Yeah, there's generally yeah. something, you know, new or they're tweaking yeah. um, the fabrics, they're making them better quality, they're making mm. them more breathable, more waterproof, um, you know, different types of stretch and different types of fill. So there's always uh, there's always something there's always something new. And over over the years, the quality of the jackets and outerwear has definitely improved out of sight. Yeah. 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 Emma and I were talking before this and I'm a bit of a um I, I try and I, you're you're a diehard fan, uh, brand fan. I am, yeah. I am. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I, I'm the uh, expert loyalist, meaning I will I will come into a shop and say, "What have you got for me?" Yeah, and I'm yeah. trusting that you're you've done your research and you know you know what 
people are giving you feedback about mm. and I'm going to be guided by you. So we're saying that's really. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so Emma's your ideal. I'm your ideal. Exactly. And, and I'm, I'm like, and I'm, get me in and get me out. Yeah, I'm partly <laughs> like. Because I should open my mind a bit more. <laughs> I'm, I'm partly like that because my, my husband used to work for Shorefoot um, yep. as a boot fitter for a few seasons in Utah. Mm-hmm. And he always disliked the consumer that would come in and tell him what boot to get whereas he was like you've got a narrow foot this brand really suits you you've got a wide foot um you keep coming in here complaining about your your foot but really if you trust me i will get the best boot for you and that happens a lot with boot fitting you find people come in and they're like well my friend had a dalbello boot you know so i want one too or like my friend has this boot i want to buy that exact boot but people don't realize that it's you know one boot's not going to be the perfect boot for 10 people Mm, yeah so specific on on your foot and my um my most recent purchase in utah in january is my heated boots my lang and i was i was saying this to 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 neil um before that i just literally walked in got my boots fitted in Shorefoot, and I didn't even look. They just put them on me and mm. said, "This one's for you." I didn't even know. I just said, "Great, awesome, cool," and yeah. it's my best item in my wardrobe. I think. <laughs> yeah, more <laughs> Sadly, sadly, <laughs> and, and it's probably one of the first items that you want to buy when you when you're buying gear because yeah. if your feet are uncomfortable and you're out there all day in boots that are uncomfortable, you, you just, you're not going to ski. You know, Definitely. you're just going to be yeah. off the mountain because yeah. they hurt too much. Mm. So it's really important that they're perfect, you know, they're perfect fit. Yeah. Boot, um, boot fitter is the best money. Yeah. yeah. Well spent, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I, I yeah. think so. Like whether you get foam in your boot or whether you get a footbed or anything, what, what do you recommend in boots, boot-wise? Like, well, as, as Tony to said, it's, it's really, it's, it's on the individual. So we yeah. um so There's certain foot. boots, though, isn't there, for certain – like if you've got a thin boot, you'll guide yeah. them in this – a thin foot, you'll guide yeah. them in that direction. Yeah. 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 Or if they're a more advanced skier um, or they like to crank their boots up or, um, and ski really fast or whether they like to go to the train park, or, you know, so it all – there's a whole bunch of things that can come into that yeah. decision or that, that purchase. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we spend a lot of time, so it can take an hour or two mm. to fit yeah. a boot. It's not just come in and try one on and off you go. Um, and there's a lot of different ways that we can mould the boot to make sure that it's the perfect fit. Yeah. You know, to yeah. And we, we, once we sell a boot, we guarantee that boot's fit. So if there's any issues in a year or two years or three years, they can keep coming back and we will then spend time mm. remoulding or refitting to make sure. Yeah, so, so the old myth is still true, like walking your ski boot around the house. Do you recommend that still or is that old school thinking? Is that going to – I, I would still encourage that. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of people, especially if, you, if you're quite new to skiing or you've only skied in rental boots, it can be quite a shock getting your own pair of boots because they're actually going to fit you how they should fit you. Um, which is quite tight. So yeah, which people, people don't realise, do they? People no. don't realise, yeah. and um, even if they're an intermediate skier and they've been skiing for say ten years, but yeah. that's ten weeks, mm. and they've rented the whole time. Exactly. they still don't realise, do no, they? Like, yeah. No, no, no. You know yeah. how how a great boot feels. Yeah, <laughs> and and my husband fitted my Nordicas fifteen years ago, and they're still fine to this date. It's just that I got foam FOMO. I'm just. <laughs> I just felt they were a bit daggy looking. There's actually nothing. So when you get it properly fitted, they can last you 
what year? Yeah, 20 20- years, 15. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. No, the plastic, the, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the material can break down yeah. over time. Mm-hmm. Um, Generally, so you, the, the plastic. Yeah. Um, and drying rooms have a lot really to do brittle. with that, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they have a hard life. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So what, when, what would you say, five years come in and change again? Or does technology change that fast? Would you say three years? I, I think it actually is changing pretty quickly with ski boots. Um, yeah. But it depends on how much skiing you do. Like yeah. if, if you're yeah. doing a week every season, like seven days a season in your boot, then sure, you can use it for like five years. Yeah. yeah. But if you're doing like 30 days a season or more, you're yeah. going to want a new boot like every, every two or two seasons, two yeah. to three seasons. Yeah. So it really depends. Yeah, my husband always says that the boot chooses you. Yeah. Rather than you choose the boot. It's, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I, I think it's true. It's a feeling thing, isn't it? Oh, it definitely is. Like, uh, well, you know, some people buy on colour, but I would highly not recommend buying yeah. on colour. We, we, we don't sell on colour. No, no. Thank goodness. Good to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> you and sell that to children? No. <laughs> no. That's true. Yeah. My, um, my, in addition to my boots being my finest item, the fact that they are heated heated boots and I have an app on my phone that I can be on the chairlift and I can turn them up, I can turn them down if my feet are cold or hot yeah. is the best thing ever. It's yeah. really, it's, it has been a game changer. It means I can extend my skiing day. I can stay the whole day out instead of when I went to Aspen a couple of years ago, I went up to the Highlands and I was really poorly prepared. I had the wrong socks on and I was so bummed because every run I went on I had to keep coming inside and warming my feet up and I will still think about that trip and think I didn't get the most value out of a place where I haven't been able to go back to. Yeah, true. You guys have you guys have that technology here in the shop. Yeah, we do, and I actually have boot heaters as well because I get really cold. I get cold fingers. I get cold toes. Mm. Um, and there's a few different options that you know people can can have. We've got actually got socks that are heated. Yeah, I prefer um, the socks. I have the heated. I have socks. the heated socks as yeah. well. How yeah. do how do yeah. they work? Is it? It's just a like a battery on the back of my boot. Yeah. And oh you can explain. And similar as well, you can adjust the heat with your phone, phone. with an app on your phone as well. Yeah. I just like them because then I can wear them. I like to wear them when I take my boots off as well. I'll, For an I'll crank the heating up <laughs> and just like warm my feet after skiing as well. Um, yeah, I, I, the reason why I bought them is because I can. I like to take my foot out of my boot sometimes yeah. while I'm in the ski lodge. But I'm like, oh my gosh, my foot's a little bit sore. Yeah, and I still take it out, and I've still got a warm foot to put back into my boot. So I feel like it's like if I take my foot out of the boot, I'm like, oh, I've got they're cold now. Now I'm going to put them back in. And they've got to reheat again. So that's why I chose the socks over the boot heaters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was my, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you can buy extra socks because yes, the socks totally. will eventually, yeah. you know, as any pair of socks does, if you wear them a lot, will we'll wear a little bit. Yeah. And they go to the wash. And they, yeah, they can go yeah. yeah. <laughs> What else do you have heated? I haven't quite got the gloves yet. Do you have the gloves? Yeah, we have a number of different brands of, of heated gloves um, and they just work with a little battery that you charge overnight and um, they last pretty much all day. And the same sort of thing is that, Boot heaters, you know, you can change up the temperature, have it high or have it lower. Mm. Um, I find with mine that if I just start low on the day and it's a really cold day, that tends to last me then all day. Yeah. I was skiing with one of our friends, Dave, last year and we were in Sun Peaks and it was a colder snap I've had in Canada for a long time. It was minus 32 in Sun Peaks and then it was minus 27 and that was, and we had it for six days straight, which is unusual. 
like not for Canada but for some peaks. <laughs> and he went and bought the heated gloves and then they didn't quite work for him. So he went and bought the biggest snowboarding gloves he could find, which he put over the heated gloves. And I was like, Dave, just go in. Just go inside and have a hot yeah. chocolate. <laughs> but Minus 32 is pretty cold to ski. Yeah, yeah. So there is kind of limitations with the gloves, but they do work amazingly, well, I think. Like Emma said, you want to make the most of your holiday. I would say, I would say the best value of your ski ticket is your heated equipment. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that's going to make you come inside faster. And you just think, bummer. I've, yeah. I'm here. I've come all this way and I'm inside and I don't want to be. Yeah. 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 Like, it, it is true. Like, I haven't smashed out on my children for heated gloves yet. They're still whinging, but yeah. <laughs> they can whinge. They have to earn the gloves. <laughs> well, that's the only thing they can get for Christmas one glove. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you share them. Some always in the morning and some always in the afternoon. Oh, I could yeah. give one oh my gosh, I could the give, yeah. <laughs> we could give one glove to one of our kids and the other one to the other kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the endless games are fun. Oh, no. <laughs> Our poor children. Oh. So speaking of kind of up there at stuff, skis. So, we'll, yeah. We've got um, Brett Bale coming up in another episode who was ranked number one in Australia for six years in slalom, then moved on to becoming uh, and uh, a freestyle mogul skier and ranked number four in Australia at the time. So he'll go more into skis. But we're just thinking from a retailer's point of view. Yeah. When someone comes in and they want the stiffest ski or they want, like, the tunnel vision person. Like yeah. <laughs> um, what do you do to what, – what's the best thing for them to look for? If they're, okay, I come in and I'm a blue – I love to ski blue runs, I love to ski groom, but I go to Japan and I like to dip into the trees. Yeah. What, what, like, there's a lot of skis I can choose from in that bracket, isn't there? Definitely. Yeah, I think the main thing is to get um, – to chat to them for a while and to get a good profile of, you know, where they're doing the majority of their skiing um, and then explain to them, you know, what kind of ski is going to be better for Australia versus a Japan ski um, and really kind of educate them so that they understand um, the product that you're selling them um, and that they understand that you, know, you can't get something that's going to be perfect for Japan and also perfect for Throbo when it's, like, super icy. And, yeah, that's so true. Um, if it's too thick underfoot, yeah. you're going to hate skiing. Yeah, so you have to find ice. a, a happy medium, which I think a lot of brands are doing really well these days, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. So when you come to a ski retailer, like we've talked about boots, we've talked about skis, how long do you want someone to stay in the shop with you guys so you can actually educate them? I think if you're talking hard goods, it's probably at least an hour. Yeah, I think yeah. it'd be a serious. Well, a boot fit will take longer, but yeah. if you're coming in to look at you know look at equipment and you're doing some research, then um, I think our Google numbers show that um, the average person would be here and here for about forty five minutes. Okay, so, so yeah, um, so it's a reasonable amount of time if you want to you know to really understand. Um, what we have on offer and what best suits your style of skiing and, yes. and where you ski and how often you ski and, um, and your age and, you know, yeah. how aggressive you are. And, you know, so on the consumers, do you, how much do Australians vary in the, do you get majority of skis that are beginners that come in to buy equipment or are they not? It's intermediate to advanced or is it? I would say the majority of people who come into to our shop are yeah. probably more intermediate yeah. advanced. Yeah. 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 And we get a lot of um like repeat loyal customers. So yeah. they'll come in and they'll be buying their, you know, their second or their third ski from us. So you'll already kind of have um a profile of, of what skis they already own, what they're looking for in their new ski. 
Yeah. Um, so you don't need to spend an hour with that sort of customer who you know and they've been coming in for years. Yeah. That makes sense. It's more people who are coming in and they're looking for their first ski or they've never shopped from you before. Um, that's when you really sort of have to. I think that's really handy that also with your ski background that you're working in a shop. I mean, it's, it's probably a bit obvious, but it's better than that, you know, buying from Bob who used to work at fish and chips down the road. Yeah. You know, you, you know, you not only know your equipment, but you're also bringing your background to yeah. the understanding. Um, saying that though, like the ski industry in Australia is so small. I think that you, you find people sort of think, oh, it's, it's Australia. People don't ski that much, but you know, a lot of shop staff in Australia who work in the ski industry, they have like a wealth of knowledge. They've yeah, been in yeah. the industry for, for like years and years. It's, it's quite different in Australia. I think it's not really like we can't just hire someone who comes in and drops a resume off. No, who doesn't, who hasn't grown up skiing you know it just doesn't it's just not something that can flow off your tongue is it exactly. if you're not a skier not, you, you yeah. can't go talk about a helmet because yeah. there's a little bit of passion isn't it when you're a, yeah like, in the ski industry and yeah. you, you want to help the person in the right direction because if you sell them the wrong equipment that can they can break their leg yeah. <laughs> like and, if the boot's yeah. too stiff or if the ski's yeah. too fast or too long and like, also they just won't enjoy it yeah so, yeah, yeah. and you want everyone we want everyone to be enjoy it exactly yeah, <laughs> and, and having you know having a you know so we love our staff and they are very knowledgeable and, they, and they've all skied or boarded and they all travel overseas so they all have personal experience with the gear that they're selling yeah and um and that gives the buyers a lot of confidence too yeah. because they go, well, when I skied Japan, I skied on a ski like this. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and but yet when I ski in Australia and I'm just my family, my friends, I ski on a ski like this. Yeah. You know, so it's all very relevant. Yeah. You, you can um, tell as well. Like when a customer, a lot of a lot of the time customers will say, oh, what do you use? And, you yeah. know, you can, yeah. I think you can you can Because they look at your hide or they do they size you up before they ask you that oh. question? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more like you've been, you've been chatting to them and... They, I guess they, they learn to trust your opinion. So mm-hmm. they're like, what's your preference? Yeah. <laughs> and males and females, different attitudes when they come in and buy skis. Is there, yeah, it's like they want, so females, do they tend to go, I want a soft ski. I don't like, or like, do you have to work with egos within women and males within the world of, and I don't know, is there, I don't, why don't I remember you? Think I think, a, I think there's a, yes. there's, you definitely work with egos. Yeah. And people that walk in and go, I've done all my research. I know I oh, need yes. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is that right sometimes though, too? Like they love their research, but then you're like, oh, now I've got to try and convince them that it's got to go this way. Yeah. Sometimes. Yes. Yeah. 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 A lot of the time I think research is like too theoretical. People have come in and they've read so much information on the internet, but yeah, they come to us and I think, our job then is to explain to them like how what they've read is actually going to translate into into them skiing Real life and skiing. Then using the gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's very interesting. Yeah, that's true. And what about kids? If we think of um, boots and skis, I know a lot of people like to hire their boots or skis with their kids, thinking they're going to grow. But you and I, Tanil, both buy skis and boots always for our kids we because do. we can not that we're made of money we're no we're not no, no at, no they get all. they get one one ski for their birthday the other one for christmas <laughs> getting a profile of our family and we eat baked beans on toast all year but um we see the value in it because we i've got a lot of your hand-me-down yeah. boots don't we so we see the value in you buy the the child's boots or skis and then they get handed down and they're a good child. equipment from day one 
Yeah, we five. Well, not from day one. You know, there were five. And then five. we swapped them. Like <laughs> I've got your your children's bigger sizes, and I yeah. just kept them under the bed. And then, if you didn't have anyone to hand down skis to, do you sit? What age group would you say? Okay, kids get on your own skis. If they're not doing inner schools, and if they're not doing, if they're going to ski a week here, a week there, do you sell them? Like, I would say rather than an age, you would look at. Um, how many times they've skied. Obviously, yeah. if it's your child's first time skiing, you're not going to buy them skis. No, I would have boots. No. <laughs> um, but I think once you've sort of figured out that you're going to be doing this as a family consistently, um, that's when you can think about purchasing. And we say definitely boots first. Yeah. Um, and maybe continue to rent your skis for for the next, next bit of time. Yeah. Um, but boots really make a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I think our girls, yeah, we're, they're lucky. I've got a, they've got two sisters. So we buy, well, actually, we kind of tend to buy not pink stuff or not. It's yeah. just like Very gender neutral. Gender neutral <laughs> yeah. for them go, yeah. because then we can kind of give it to the friends that go down or yeah. like down the line or stuff like that. Mm. But yeah, is it, is there more specific skis? I'm looking at your skis over, over your shoulder at the moment from kids over there. They're pretty, they're pretty cool at the moment, aren't they? What about the twin mm. tips? Are they out? Done? For the kids, they do love it, don't they? But they, yeah, I feel like they are becoming less popular for kids. Because I remember when I was really young, that was like everyone wanted a pair of twin tips. Yeah. Versus now, I think, um, I think racing for kids is getting quite cool. Is it? Ah, oh. so the pipes are out. Well, like <laughs> racing and, um, I guess more like free ride sort of skiing is becoming more popular. Yeah. Versus yeah. Um, getting a getting a twin tip. And obviously, it, the interschools is becoming bigger and bigger. As I say, yeah, and this this year interschools was biggest that they've yeah. had. Um, so I think there's yeah. kids that just want to participate in that. They're yeah. a tough gig those interschools to stand on that side of that hill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> in rain, yep. no and comment.
you do you not think of that? How do you no, do it? No, we, How yeah, do you? No, we, we, yeah. yeah, we definitely do. I don't know that, um, you know, we've got, let's say, the, the buying decision in down pat. If we did, we'd have nothing left at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, we have to look at both. So a lot of the gear that we, we buy, actually we do buy um, overseas, so we get a lot from Europe and from the US, but we buy from Australia. But for our store in particular, we have to be mindful that people ski in Australia and, and it's wet snow often. Yeah. So the waterproofing on a jacket is important. Mm. So we do make sure that we have a sort of a minimum level of waterproofing from the kids all the way through to the adults because you don't want to be out there and, and getting wet. Yeah. yeah. I'd say that's probably the most important thing with gear for Australia. Yeah. Is the yeah, waterproofing. Would you recommend somebody coming in saying, I've always rented before, but I'm going to bite the bullet and buy something. I'm going skiing in Threadbow or Perisher, but I might go overseas next season or something. Would you try and cater for the, the wet weather Australian conditions or would you say, would you try and combine? Well, I think it's lucky that, um, you know, the more expensive or the higher end, uh, better quality European or, or North American brands are also going to be what is best for Australia because yeah. they'll also have the best in terms of, of waterproofing. As you can well. wear less clothes, less layers underneath yeah, when you're so in Australia. So go good quality. Exactly. Quality, yeah. definitely. Would you say price is reflective of the quality? I would say yes. 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 Yeah, yes. without yeah. a doubt. You, yeah. pay, you definitely pay for what you get. Yeah. So as the dollars go up, it's because you're paying for a more technical jacket yeah. with more technical fabric that is higher in mm. waterproofing and higher in breathability and higher insulation or yeah. different types of insulation. It's very yeah. hard if you're buying online when you're seeing, you know, you see 3,000 jackets on there and it to buy a jacket or pants online, it's it's easy to come into a shop, isn't it? Oh, I'm, def- I'm definitely a traditionalist. Yeah. I'm in the shop. I don't understand yeah. people that want to buy such a such a functional outfit that saves you from being cold. Or it's so easy online. to get wrong online. Yeah, it is such. It is. But also, when you see the garments in person, you can you can see where your money's going. Yeah, that's I mean? true. Like, yeah, it's not just a photo. You can actually see that. Oh, okay. Like, this is obviously has different layers in it. It's not just expensive because of the brand. Yeah, because um, pe- can be the case in in, in normal clothing. fashion. Yeah, exactly. That's the case, isn't it? Like, yeah. you can go and buy Gucci, and it can be the same cotton top as that you're buying from there, totally. but it's just got the Gucci brand on yeah. it. Yeah, you know. But yeah. in ski gear, it's not. It has right. to. It, you can feel. You can actually feel the quality and the difference. It's definitely. Yeah. What, what, and, and, and the fit, you know. Yeah. Pants. So when mm, I, I yeah. know, like I know when I go and buy jeans, I, you know, I hate shopping for jeans because it mm. takes me mm-hmm. forever. Because I try on like ten different pairs and they have a gap at the back, or you know, they just don't fit right. So ski pants are a little bit like that. You know, you need to come in mm. and try them on and just find what fits yeah. best and what feels the most comfortable for you, mm-hmm. especially for women. Yeah. yeah, that was one exactly. of our comments actually. It was yes. one of, yeah. like, like, does because you kind of tend to think that you're that certain size, but when you come into ski pants, it's a whole other world. You're not that size. You're not that length. You're not. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Actually, we were talking about this before with the pants that yeah. I got my white pants from twenty dollars from that Ginderbine open weekend sale, thinking yes. they're in my size. I'll grab them. Went, I went to Whistler and I was freezing on a chairlift and thought this is ridiculous. Went into the shop, bought the Columbia brand. Wasn't cold again. Yeah, yeah, it does make a difference. Well, chairlifts, you know. Have you seen that thing people now with it? I don't know if you've – in Canada this year, they had these flaps hanging out the back of their ski suits that they'd sit on chairlifts with. Oh, to stop getting really? To stop getting wet on the chairlifts. I was like, oh, I don't know if that's going to trend. But <laughs> I haven't seen that. I have but I, thought, I, I honestly thought, I'm going to buy that. 
before Australia, although I don't ski in the rain, so <laughs> unless I'm standing on the inner There's diehards that ski in the rain, totally. you know. <laughs> yeah. So in relation to a European brand versus a North American brand, how are they different for, um, for jackets and or pants? Or are they different? Or are they, yeah. Yes, I would say that they can be pretty different. The, um, the looks, can, the looks be can be quite different. A bit different. Yeah. Europeans, I think European tends to be a little bit um, – edgier with some of the styles that they put out there. I think American brands tend to be probably a little bit more conservative. So is there more fur <laughs> and a belt on a European brand? <laughs> you can see you in one of those. Belt, yeah. <laughs> is there more, dare I say, accessorising on there? You know, I can sort of see. Zippers. Yeah. And, yeah. I would say, well, to me, the biggest difference is the fit. So the European brands will generally all have a four-way stretch to them um, and they'll be – so four-way stretch means that um, you can wear the garment really close to skin and it's not restrictive or uncomfortable. So that's what um, that's pretty much all the yeah. all the higher-end uh, European brands are doing these days. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's great for pants because if you do buy a pair of pants and you ski in Australia but then you ski overseas and they're a close fit – and then you want to add a layer of thermals when you travel, they still look good. Yeah. And they, they don't feel like you're wearing multiple layers because if the pants got a really good stretch in it, then it just gives. Which is a lady, you want to feel like that. Which is a female, yeah, you, want it, you do. Yeah. You do want to yeah. feel like that. You don't want to feel like you're the Michelin man going no, out. Like, no. You want to be warm. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, and you want it to be working when you're skiing as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Are those tight pants that we all wore 15 years, 20 years ago making a comeback anytime soon? Oh, or are they? The stirrups. Yeah, are they up? Uh, we have no. A, you can buy stirrups. Oh, no. Right? <laughs> you can, the stirrups are Do you even there. know, Tony, what a yeah. stirrup is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were you even born? <laughs> Yeah, I I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we do they we do the stretch pants. Yeah, yeah, the stretch pants. Nils, you know, yeah. do a do a nice sort of stretch mm-hmm. pant, which a lot of ladies like because it's a very slim looking mm-hmm. pant, and the materials are a lot different to what they used to I'm be. I'm sure so they have to have with freezing, yeah, yeah. Um, and they are breathable, yeah. and so you can like yeah. the quality yeah. ones. Yeah. Uh, they're not going to be as warm as an insulated pant, but you know they're they're a good looking pant. But yeah. saying that, with the four way stretch these days, you can get an insulated pant that fits. Almost this, like exactly the same as, as that kind of yeah. retro soft shell pant. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And is there a trend? Like every year, do people buy a new ski suit every year? Because, yeah. Okay. A lot of people do. Some people do. Yeah. Yeah. So, because they, because they do, you can see different trends in ski, mm. in ski outfits. So they tend to, you know. There was lots yeah. of orange this last season, wasn't yeah, there? Over yeah. In the so, States. Yeah, there was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or there's like patterns come through or, mm. or it just becomes plain. Green. Yeah. yeah. Or two colourful pants or not colourful pants. So, you know, it's, it's sort of. Yeah. 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 But yeah. saying that, I think with clothing, it's different. Like we were saying with the ski boots where you don't want to keep. You can't – it's not very safe to keep a ski boot for 20 years. Yeah. I think with clothing, if you don't go very often, you can still spend your money and invest in something that's going to be the best quality. But then, like, cost per wear as you use it, um, yeah, it's going to last you. Last I love cost per wear. Yeah. I justify yes. a lot through cost per wear. <laughs> and what about layers underneath? How many layers do you recommend to – consumers to to buy under. if they're going to ski australia you know or, or what's the best quality like, we 
It's, really, it's got to be. It's it, and that's another conversation with the customer because it depends yeah. on whether they get cold or yeah. not. Mm. So we get. Um, uh, so for the men in particular, we sell a lot of. A lot of we still sell shells. You know, they'll get. Oh shell really? Hats yeah. And they'll yeah. get shell jackets because they go on skiing posh. in Australia because they might or they might do a bit of hiking or you yeah. know, they don't want anything that's heavily insulated. Um, so therefore, they will layer up un- underneath. So they might when they go to Japan, they might then do a base layer. Um, uh, you know, like a first layer, like a skivvy, and then they maybe put like a little down jacket or a vest yeah. to yeah. go under there. Yeah, I think it's important jackets. to remember, especially for the skiing in the Northern Hemisphere, that the warmth of your jacket only gets you so far. Really, a lot of the warmth you're getting is, is from your layering, yeah. um, which people, yeah. I think, don't realise. A lot of customers come in and they'll say, oh, I'm starting from scratch, I just need a jacket and a pant and a pair of pants, and I'll say, do you have thermals? And they're like... They sort of dismiss them or they're like, oh, no, that's, that's fine. I, I've got, <laughs> yeah. I'll just wear yeah. like a long yeah, sleeve top. I've just got a cotton t-shirt. t-shirt. And you're like, yeah. no, no, no. And yeah. Yeah, cotton is the worst, is the absolute yeah. worst thing that you can wear yeah. when, you, when you're skiing. There's no point in wearing crap. Right, basin mid layers, and then wearing an, an expensive jacket. Yeah, great mm. point. It really starts from like a friend of mine's there. going down to the snow in a couple of weeks, and I was just lending her some gear for her, her kids, and she said um, that she's got them wearing tracksuit pants underneath. Hi, Beck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I kind of held my breath, like, should I, should I, you know, lend yes, her my her. other? Or <laughs> should I? Anyway, that's interesting. That yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. Layers are like key, really. Yeah. We, we spend a bit of money on the girls' layers as well because, yeah. I mean, and I might fold them back over their arms for a yeah. couple of years and yeah. fold them up like I do buy them bigger. Yeah. That's one thing that you can buy a yeah. bit bigger yeah. and a ski suit for children you can buy a bit bigger as well. Yeah. I think yeah. they don't they don't mind it, you no. know. And for the kids, the long sleeve, you know, like, if they buy, a, you know, say, like an ice-breaking marina, they come in nice colours. So the boys can wear the long sleeve tops as tops during winter. And yeah. the girls wear leggings all the time anyway, so they can wear leggings under their skirts. So they get mm. more wear than just that week or two weeks skiing. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true. Yeah. And the thermals can go on the school camps as well. That's yeah. what all our kids yeah. do, right? Yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. the warmest ones in those bunks. They are. Yeah. They are people. <laughs> and what about sizing? Uh, it's often with women's pants and things, it's quite hard to – you think you're a 10 or a 12 or an 8 and it's hard to get it right would you say you say that a lot? Yeah, or? I'd say it's pretty similar to, like we said, buying jeans. You know, every yeah. brand fits differently. Um, every brand has a different shape. So something from one brand in, in a 10 will fit you and, and something from another brand yeah. will be way too big or way too small. And there's also what I didn't realise is, you know, through years of stuff, the zippers are longer and the zippers are shorter. So if you buy a short zipper, it's really uncomfortable sitting, I find anyway, on a chairlift. I like a little bit more of a longer zipper and a little bit more up around the waist a bit more because and yeah. then or I'm skiing it's a bit annoying. It's like a you know, a plumber that I'm going down the hill of it's a short oh, zipper. Oh yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> you know, like, and, and you get cold. It gets yeah. freezing sometimes yeah. too if you've got that like so it's you it's definitely come into a shop and try it on kind of stuff. Skis. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, yeah. pants. Yeah, 100%. definitely. Yeah. It's not the time for cost cutting. No, no, I don't think so. I know Audi is really, really popular and yeah. that's often your first Port of call, which is great. It's definitely have a get down there and have a go. There's a and place for Audi, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, within the ski market. But yeah. I think there's a if place. You're gonna, like if you're going to do more long-term. skiing, or if you're going to go for longer, yeah, yeah, you need to come and get a different brand because it is the installation. It is all the actual additional stuff that you were talking about, isn't it? The zipper, like the zippers have, they won't leak. What's it, what, what are they called? Like, yeah, they're all 
Or or sim sales. Sim sales, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, There's just those tiny things that you're paying for, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, that you won't know unless you see it and feel it and go, yes. (laughs) And a lot of the time you don't notice until you're in a really good bit of gear and then you sort of think this is the difference. Yeah. It's when you're on a chairlift and you have to unzip yourself because you're just so hot. Yeah. (laughs) That's the thing about cheaper gear as well is it's less breathable, which is also a problem in Australia when, like, there's such a big difference between temperature at the top of the lift and the bottom. That would be a really great thing to install in your shop. You could have a freezer, <laughs> just a small cheap, one, cheap and just you could yeah. just pop in there for a minute and last 10 minutes and just see how your pants fit. That's true. We, we do refrigerated container ships, so that's my husband's business. Oh, so. there you go. There we'll just you put go. one out the back for you. That is a really nice good idea. Well, instead of the snow, because anything you want to see is you want to see people in the snow with their gear. Yeah, yeah that's so, true. You know, they always come and buy jackets. Oh, it's too bright. Yeah. And you think once you get to the snow, it's yeah. not yeah. too bright. Especially yeah. Japan you know. in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Favorite. I, lo- I used to love it. I used to sit in people watching and go, oh my God, look what they're wearing now. Or they'd come to Australia and they'd be in this wild outfit. You're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Japanese are so trendy. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. In terms of washing your ski gear, mm-hmm. yeah. um, do the manufacturers recommend any particular way? Because I just stick mine in the washing machine. Yeah. Is that all right? And then yeah. the dryer yeah. with a regular detergent. No. Um, yeah. No. So you no, shouldn't good. use a regular <laughs> detergent. Okay. Yeah. Because um, any waterproof garment has a DWR coating on the outside, and regular detergent actually strips strips that coating um, off the garment. So it's going to become less waterproof. It's quite quite harsh on the fabric. Yeah, yeah. So less waterproof. And also people don't realise that uh, the DWR also contributes to the breathability. So I think the stat, this might not be 100% correct, but um, it can can compromise the breathability by up to like 70% just from from either not washing uh, your clothing um, or washing it with detergent and deteriorating the... So what's your recommendation? Do you sell... Like special stuff here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a number of products on the on the market. Yeah. We have liquid um, liquid detergents, which um, do you can just buy one that washes, or you can buy one that washes and then re uh, reproduce the garment as well. Okay. Um, but with anything, you should read the label of the garment first before you. Pretty much everything can go in the washing machine, but you need to. Just check. What about the dryer? I always put everything in the dryer because we live overseas. Like we live overseas, and there's no light. There's no. So should you not when you're on a ski holiday and you spill hot chocolate all down your front? Should you put it in the dryer or should hang in over the bathtub in your room? You should check the label on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because if it goes in the dryer, it should not, and there's a problem. Then it's obviously not covered by. Yeah, yeah. So some items you can. So like down jackets, in fact, you're supposed to put them in a low dryer with with um, tennis Tennis balls balls, because it helps fluff up Mm. the down. Just something else to pack. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What about? um, I just put my my white ski jacket. I just bleached it actually last week. Is that no good? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we've got a couple of items down here we can sell you one later <laughs> no good ever I think is a consensus on that <laughs> true story um, what about dry cleaning at the end of every season I like to give it a little so no dry, no, dry, no, no good. Dry, oh, no. damn it! No, oh. you wasted your money for twenty five years. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh wow! Was, so, yeah, learning so much. Yes, so, yeah. I always thought that was a good way of getting those really difficult stains out. Bleaching. Well, 
Well, or dry a cleaner. Cotton shirt, I think. <laughs> or, <laughs> if, you, if you get some spots on your gear whilst you're travelling, most people have those sort of, you know, remember those baby wipes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just they're really good just mm-hmm. to do a spot clean. Yeah, wow. That's a great idea. Yeah. When you travel tip. Yeah. Usually, mm-hmm. if you get to it straight away or or pretty quickly, it'll come straight out. With yeah. Just baby wipe. Okay. Yeah. Good for soy when you're in bonus. Japan and you're, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The oil stains. Oh, from the chair. From the chair. Yeah. Yeah. I actually had a girlfriend that was skiing um, in Canada and she did get some grease on her jacket and she actually went to the resort and they had a professionally cleaned for her. Yeah, they do do that. I've also done that yeah. before, actually. Yeah, so, yeah. I've mean, heard yeah. a lot of people do that because wow. well, yeah. it's not their fault that the chairlift is leaking on That's that. sounding very yeah. bridezilla. Um, what about fashion wise um have we discussed the yeah the one piece is it still popular is it coming back it's i'd say it's on its way back okay do you tell people though about how feral it is when it hits the toilet floor (laughs) (laughs) or are people coming and going this is what i'm tell you what the lady just buying a two thousand dollars use one piece suit Ain't using the public loop. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> she's, she's going out to walk around, then she's going back to the lodge. <laughs> love it, getting the photo. Yes, I do love it. <laughs> what about the, um, what do we call it, the bib and brace? Is that making a comeback? I know yeah. my husband's partial to a bib and brace. I'd say they've come back. They're well and truly back. Because they're they're back. Going, a lot of people are skiing like out, out more kind of on side country in Japan or more. Because they went out for a bit, didn't they? Yeah, I think it's um they they came back as a trend, and then people have realised they're um, the best. How practical they are yeah. as well, and yeah, yeah for backcountry skiing because you get warm, keeps yeah. everything warm. We really yeah. try and put our kids in the one piece, but we realised it was it almost felt like child cruelty. You know, they were like, please, can I have two, two pieces? Two when they went to ski school and they couldn't get their hands. No one would yeah. help them get their hands out of there. Yeah, one glove. But they really are better. They're warm, aren't they? And yeah. Well, the good thing about the two piece though is that you can then wear the jacket um, out for dinner. A yeah, lot of that's people, true. Um, you know, the same as as mums like the one piece. A lot of people don't like the one piece for kids mm-hmm. because then they've got to provide an additional jacket for their kids um, mm-hmm. when they're going out. Oh, that's actually skiing. practical because yeah. when you are when you do mm-hmm. only have twenty three kilos of luggage, yeah, it's actually a really good practical idea. Yeah, I find the one piece was no good for my daughter who's now six for ski school because they're so busy with the classes that she was wetting her pants every day because she oh, wasn't yeah. able to get off the ski school bib and then her one piece yeah. over her helmet and so I was finding if we put her into ski school we had to do the two piece because <laughs> mm. she could do that bit. Yeah. yeah. Do do the speaking of helmets, do kids do you sell a lot of kids' helmets? Now straight off the yeah. bat. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. that's the most important thing for a yeah. kid, isn't well, it? Really? In, like a child. If, if they're in ski school in Australia certainly they can't yeah. be in ski school without having yeah. a helmet. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's a good it's a good product to buy, isn't it? Because you can adjust it to their small hair. As they yeah. grow they get bigger. Yeah. And it does last a little bit longer, and it is yeah. The heads safety. don't grow as yeah, as no, quickly. yeah, so yeah. So it's it's not too yeah. Bad. yeah, yeah. And they're comfortable to wear. You know, I mean, I used to wear a beanie and you know, like everyone else. And when Imagine. I converted to a helmet, I just it's, it surprised me. It's it's warmer. I you converted know. this year. Oh really? She's so well, like we're all just going. Late. Oh my gosh! Tunnel vision. Okay. Tunnel vision to me. Her and Darren. I will lose on my peripheral vision. Oh, it was amazing when I put it on. I was like, wow! Yeah. <laughs> it was freedom. Yeah, I'm so yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It was such a turning point. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we've seen a few damaged helmets that have come back to the shop where people have cracked them. So it's just like it's a big accident, isn't it? Really, yeah. when yeah. that happens. Yeah. yeah. Or it could be. 
just a freak accident, you know, where they hit the rock on the wrong side. Um, the yeah. Wrong, yeah. And that's important with helmets as well. As soon as you have a big crash and it, you know, the helmet's compromised, it's no longer going to be the safest for you. Yeah. So, so coming It's another just, thing that's not yeah, going to last you yeah. like 10 years. Yeah. It's not going to be protecting you anymore. Yeah. Okay. So what about just kind of other accessories? Is a GoPro still the the accessory to go to if you want to film or is it? Honestly, a, I think um, they've become less popular just yeah. because smartphones now. Yeah. The camera's on smartphones, you know. Yeah. They've become insane in terms of quality. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's yeah. true. So you don't need to spend all that money now if you don't want to do it. But, yeah, they're there. They're available if you do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what about your avalanche packs? We did meet your um, – David, David. <laughs> not Michael, <laughs> David, <laughs> at the CMH and he did go into the avalanche, so that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I've us. got my eye on that one. It looks good, doesn't it? Sorry. Yeah. I think they're becoming mm, pro well-known. Yeah. The Abbey packs, but my opinion of it is that Australians in general, it's kind of like they're trying to skip a step. I find. Oh. Like maybe they're being drawn to this Abbey bag, but it's like false security. We first, you know, get the, do basics the avalanche and course. Learn how to do the basics. Yeah. yeah. Rather than going straight to. Um, so your basics yeah, are what? Pack. What would you like? That's like transceiver, probe, shovel. Yep. Um, maybe do your, your AST one or at least learn how to use your gear. Yeah. Um, I find maybe people look to the Abbey packs and they think, well, if I've got that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm safe. I'm, I'm safe. I can skip the other steps, but that's really not not the case. No, yeah. As we know, we did do an interview um, with Adam West. Yeah, from and he, safety he Australia. And Australians are Australians a bit. She'll be right, aren't they? Yeah. Which is not not a yeah. great attitude yeah. to have when you're going yeah. inside or backcountry. You, yeah. you need to be well, I think trained. Yeah, and have the right equipment. Exactly. You can't just go yeah. to Bunnings and get something. No, you know, you've got to yeah. come to a snow shop. And get a, and get the right equipment. Yeah, and know and know, know what to, to do it. with the equipment. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, which is really important. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I've I've definitely learnt some stuff today. That, yeah. Thank you, thank you, ladies. Yeah, it's been, yeah. I've, my tunnel vision is uh, widening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I won't come in and go right on a Solomon boot. <laughs> and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my trust the expert. Yeah, way. yeah. Well, man, here, yeah, see, I, I expect people to trust me when I'm teaching them on the hill. So I should take that into the ski shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and learn. It's good. You guys, you guys get trained by all the reps that come in, don't you? So that's a yeah, big thing for you. Yeah, yeah they come yeah. in, they tell you each of their products and the benefits of them. So that's a yeah. thing that you're not going to get by reading as well. Yeah, you guys yeah. get to meet the right yeah. people. Yeah, and yeah. And just to finish up, what's your number one ski item you take everywhere and couldn't live without? I take. This is Tony um, speaking. <laughs> Tony here. Um, <laughs> I take my what I can't live without is my icebreaker um, neck warmer. It's like a a long. I think they call it the flexi shoot or yeah. something like that. It's just like a two hundred weight merino um, neck warmer, and I always have that. I always have at least one with me wherever I go. Love it. Yeah. Even the beach. <laughs> you have the sun protection. <laughs> just got a vision of Tony. <laughs> yeah. And what about you? I'm, I'm a bit like you. My boot heaters, I need to have my feet warm. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm not skiing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I love my boot heaters. Yeah. What's your favourite ski resort and why? Oh, 
I don't know that we're allowed to. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. like, oh. can't oh. narrow one down. No, no. Oh, okay. Can't. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, okay. that was a bit controversial. No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about, well, we probably skied most in Verbier, Switzerland. So we'll be talking about Australia. Um, yeah, out of Australia. Out of Australia. Australia. Yeah, let's go there. Let's uh, go there. Yeah. You know, we do. Um, we are spread very friendly people, yeah. but we ski perisher as well. But we like the little village atmosphere and the fact that you can sort of. It's easy to get down to the lifts and yeah, um, back up again. And even with the kids are in ski school, there's a little bus that runs you down to Friday's flat. To drop them off, so um, yeah, I think we we probably a bit more, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So overseas, maybe yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, because it's big and a. It's much, well, no, it's well. We started skiing Verbier probably twenty odd years ago. Okay, so it's a favourite. Yeah, so it's a bit of a favourite family destination. Do a lot of Australians ski Europe because of the distance, or do they tend to go to Japan, North America? Sorry, I think um, I'm just probably Japan, adding more time. North America. But Europe is ha- having a comeback, having a comeback I would comeback. say. Yeah. 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 But for a while, Japan was, was, um, yeah, the trend was huge, but I think, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. And your favorite? My favorite is Kicking Horse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love Kicking Horse. Yeah. yeah. It's, we scared the pants off my, well, she was 11 last year taking her there. She was yeah. Like, just download me back down the gondola. <laughs> like it was, it was all really nice, but it's very yeah. confronting kicking horses. It can be it? quite you, confronting. You kind of go up yeah. and you go, well, and then you see all the bombs on the left totally. hand side. Yeah. That, yeah. But it I think is. that's good though. It tends to filter out. It doesn't get too busy because it tends to filter out. Um, it's true. Yeah. People who, who maybe aren't capable of skiing the terrain. And the mm-hmm. snow is pretty good there too. Generally, the snow is pretty good there. Yeah. yeah. And it's beautiful. It's, yeah. It's, like, so, so nice. And the bear. What's that <laughs> the bear, bear? The bear that's asleep at the bottom of the mountain. Um, a real, a real bear? Yeah. yeah a real bear. A, a real a, bear. Like yeah. a it's in hibernation, though, so you can't see it. Okay. Oh, and it's cool. in, got cameras, so you can see it sleeping in its den. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, that's it's really good. No, it's can't really top that, cute. I don't think, a live bear hibernating. Yeah. On the hill, like, on the yeah. ski hill. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Were you there this year and, like, when it woke yeah, up? Yeah, it woke up really early this yeah. year and they, like, threw a cow carcass, like, <gasps> into its <gasps> into its enclosure. Oh, I don't know if I'm... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's massive. It's, it's a grizzly, so it's, it's huge. Very hungry when it wakes up. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Cow carcass. <laughs> wow. Great. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Learned so much. Learned so much today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank, yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, thanks ladies. Info. We learned a fun. lot and I hope our, our listeners do too. Yeah. yeah, It'll be all on the podcast. It'll be all on our website, Snow Life Tours. No. Lovingthesnowlife.com.au. Yes. Yeah. And Instagram, lovingthesnowlife.com.au. Okay, cheers. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Loving the Snow Life with Emma and Tennille. If you've learned a handy tip or two, then happy days. To catch all our episodes, subscribe on iTunes. It's free. Head over to www.lovingthesnowlife.com.au for more info and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Loving the Snow Life. If you have any suggestions for topics or guests, then email us on our website. Thanks to everyone who leaves a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to share our episodes on your social media.